I remember hitting something. I was like, oh, I just hit my board. And then I remember like some euphoric, just And then I was just like, where am I? Wait, I'm underwater. Wait, I'm blacking out. Whoa, don't black out, don't black out. And kind of like fought myself to the surface. And then I was like, oh, like I hit my board. And I looked over and I had reef cuts all over my arm, my whole back and my whole head or something knocked out and then hit again on the reef. Yeah, that was like a year of couldn't remember anything. I had like really gnarly depression or like had like suicidal thoughts and stuff. Welcome back to the Well Now What podcast. I'm your host, Savannah. I've recently got a lot of new listeners, so I thought I'd reintroduce myself. So I'm Savannah. I'm originally from Vancouver, Canada, and I graduated business school last year, and I'm currently working in marketing at a tech company. Um, I had just realized post-grad that myself and a lot of my friends were feeling this post-grad blues, just kind of lost and unsure what to do with um, our future. So I thought about starting this podcast to help anyone out there going through a transitioning phase, either going into school, pursuing a passion, or just graduated. I hope to share not only my experiences, but loads of other people's journeys. So anyways, today's clip is the fantastic and hilarious Koa Smith. I am such a huge fan of him and his brothers, and I thought that it was time that I interview a professional athlete. In today's episode, we talk about the ride of his life at Skeleton Bay, how he manages a business, the Sunrise Shack, with his brothers, his brand partnerships with Hurley and Nike, and how he continues to stay motivated and positive every day. It was so great speaking with Koa, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm here with the incredibly talented, kind, and inspiring Koa Smith. Koa is a pro surfer, model, business owner, and a true role model for a lot of people out there. Born and raised in Hawaii, Koa is a three-time amateur national surf champion of America. He's traveled the world with sponsors such as Hurley, Nike, and Oakley, competing and creating content since a young age. And in 2016, Koa surfed a wave in South Africa called Skeleton Bay and captured the longest barrel in surfing history. He's current the record holder of the longest barrel in history and the most barrels ridden on one wave. That is incredible to have accomplished something at such a young age. And on top of that, with his brothers, they co-founded the Sunrise Shack, so the go-to place for healthy eats to fuel your body and soul. So I know, Koa, you've pretty much been surfing like before you can even walk. So what was that moment that you realized that you could be doing this professionally? First of all, thank you for having me on on this podcast, and thank you for that intro. It was, it was interesting hearing a highlight reel of my life. <laughs> oh, okay. That's how people see me. That's cool. <laughs> but um, for me, surfing just like started at such a young age, kind of before my memory, and I kind of just knew, like, wow, I just wanted to be a pro surfer from from like a super young age. I was born and raised on the island of Kauai. And when I was growing up, it was the reign of um, Andy Irons and Bruce Irons, who were like the legends of surfing. And they grew up in the same town as me. So I could like watch them surf and I could see their fame and um, like success through what they were doing. 
And I mean, I would see him and it was like seeing Superman walking down the street. I was just like, Oh my gosh, like I want to be like him one day. So I had that inspiration and those like mentors to look up to. I think that really fueled my passion um, because like, I don't know, it it was during that time, I feel like where I was going to school and people were like, okay, like, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, I want to be a professional surfer. And they're like, okay, Koa, like you got to make money. Like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. I guess I'll be a fireman or something. <laughs> like, But I'm going to be a pro surfer. So it was, I feel like there was a lot of doubt in the surf world of like, you didn't really know that you could do it professionally. But for some reason, I was so passionate about it that I was just like, I'm going to do kind of whatever it takes. Luckily, I loved it so much. And that's what I did every single day. So that just turned into me being one of the best amateur surfers. And then from there, I got some sponsorships at a young age and um, just kind of went from there. Yeah, that's awesome. And did you ever think of attending college or university or going down that route? So, I mean, yeah, the thought crossed my mind. But for me, it was like I, I kind of felt like I needed to get out of school as soon as I could so that I could start pursuing my my passion of being like a full-time professional surfer Mm -hmm. and getting on like the world surf tour, which would mean like I'm traveling throughout the year to all these different countries doing all these surfing events. So for me, I just wanted to get out of school as quick as possible so that I could focus on my passion. But I feel like that maybe wasn't that good of a mindset instead of rushing towards me wanting to just do this and do that it would have maybe been a good call for me to slow down a little bit and develop my brain a little bit more and kind of focus on continuing to expand my brain because cool thing about school is you're forcing yourself to learn in this learning environment these fundamental tools that are going to help you for the rest of your life and if you're just like no I don't need to do that I don't need to do this let's just go surfing it works. That works too. But I do wish that maybe I put a little bit more effort into learning like, I don't know, math and just basic things. I found myself almost feeling a bit like socially awkward because I went from um, just surfing every day on Kauai to all of a sudden like I have to travel the world and interact with people and um, maybe just felt like I wasn't as smart as everyone kind of thing, but, um, that quickly changed. Mm-hmm. I just adapted and yeah. So how do you kind of deal with the pressures of performing and succeeding in science, like setting high expectations for yourself when surfing? I mean, it get it gets super overwhelming for sure. I think that I just come back to just reminding myself how grateful I am to actually be able to do what I love but I do work like really hard to, to push. I push myself really hard mm-hmm. for sure. Um, nowadays it's interesting because to be a, profe- a successful professional surfer, it doesn't really matter necessarily how, like obviously if you're the best surfer in the world, then you're successful, but then there's this big gap. And if you're not on the world tour, then you don't have all these eyeballs on you. So therefore you need to figure out different ways to kind of get out there. 
And that's where like your life, my life as a professional surfer has became more of like a business to where um, we now have our own YouTube channel where we do weekly videos and we're almost trying to be as smart as we can to create our own platform and um, like grow our own like spaceship so that we don't need to depend on other people um, to boost us. Like we're doing it ourselves. Like, and then that brings on more sponsorships and more, um, I don't know, just everything, I guess. But it's just so interesting with surfing. Like I'll post a surfing clip on social media and it'll get like, 10,000 likes, you know, and then I'll post a photo of me with a surfboard walking up the beach with no shirt on and it'll get 25,000 likes. So it's just like, you know, it's just like, what's going on here? <laughs> so what would you say are kind of like the top qualities that you need to be like a pro, like a good successful pro surfer? Is it not just like obviously skill, but is it being able to brand yourself as well to get those sponsorships? Yeah, absolutely. I think, also, it's just like thinking outside of the box on how you can market yourself. When I grew up, it was like you, there was magazines. And if you got a photo in the magazine, like you, you're killing the game. Like you're doing good. You're probably going to get a new sponsor, maybe get a sponsor raise. Your sponsors would bring you on trips and market you. But now it's like total opposite where you are your own magazine. It's up to you how good you run it. And then um, you have to totally market yourself and get yourself to that level. But then there's the people that are just naturally so talented that everyone just wants to watch them surf. And that's, that's amazing, you know? Yeah. And so you have some partnerships with companies such as like Hurley. So what does that partnership entail? Um, that's like, um, so they own um, me for all my clothing and backpacks. So I'm not allowed to wear any other clothing ever. So really, yeah. So yeah. I have to wear, they, they send me like a block, a box of clothing and that'll get me through whatever. And then I have to just consistently kind of post about it, put stickers on my board um, and just okay. be a brand ambassador. So that's like a full-time thing. Um, I've been with Hurley for like uh, seven years now. Before that I was with Nike um, and Nike owned Hurley at the time. So I went to Hurley. So. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. And this question, I know you, you must get asked a bunch, but do you mind kind of just telling us, um, about the ride of your life at Skeleton Bay and can you describe the sensation that you had? I mean, I think if, if you're a surfer, you want to get barreled, like that's the best thing in surfing. There's something to do with it that like you can't explain, um, where, it happens and you don't even remember it. And you're like, what was that? I just feel so good. I, I think what it is, is it's such an extreme state of presence that you're reading inside of the wave. You have no time to think at all. You're just acting and reacting and doing whatever it takes to make the wave. And then you made it and you're just like, what just happened? You know, like it's so crazy. Um, so getting the longest barrel you can possibly get is obviously like, why not? That's the goal. You know, I heard whispers about this secret wave in South Africa and one of my best friends, Benji brand was like, Hey, there's a swell going there. Like, let's go. I was like, I'll do whatever it takes to go. This is my life goal. Like, let's just go. And that was right around the time when the GoPro started being high enough quality to actually enjoy watching it. 
So I was one of the first people, I think this is why it was so impactful was because I was one of the first people to do that like POV experience perspective. And then I got one of the best waves kind of in history at the time. And that was, you could relive that moment by watching it, which I think was super special. And that's why it blew up so much. I think people have gotten longer barrels now, but there was something about that was like eight to 10 second barrel was super special. And then I got a 26 second barrel and it was like the the sun was out, the water was green, was no wind, perfectly glassy. So I think that's why it went cemented itself at that higher level. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. And what is your kind of training schedule, I guess now? Oh, I love to train. Mm-hmm. I just, I, it hit me. Um, I feel like I've always been pretty talented um, with surfing. And I think I generated that just from nonstop surfing when I was younger. Then I feel like I kind of plateaued and I couldn't figure out how to get to the next level. And, and I kept getting injured. And mm-hmm. I realized like, whoa, like what if I just was as strong as I could be? Like then what would happen? So from that mindset, I train every day. I do functional fitness with um, this guy, uh, Daniel Bachman, who's right across the street from me. And that, that's three, three to four times a week. And that'll be like circuit training, weight training, um, just legs or abs or whatever. It's pretty, pretty crazy. And then on my off days, doing a lot of beach running, swimming, I do a lot of foiling. I don't know if you know what foiling is. It's like kind of a new sport that was invented that um, you put like this big fin, they call it a foil that is shaped like this on like a 38 inch, uh, they call it like a mast. And then there's a surfboard on front uh, on top of it. Mm -hmm. So you catch a little wave and with the faster you go, the more it uh, pushes you up. And then you can get up and it's almost like you're flying where the foil's in the water, but Mm -hmm. you're like three feet above the water. Yeah. And then they're making these foils now to where you don't even need a wave to surf it. So we've been doing like these downwinders, we call it. We'll, We'll go like 10 miles up the coast on a super windy day and we'll catch a little baby wave and we'll kick out of the wave and just pump our way to the like three miles out to sea. And then we'll connect these little wind shops for 10 miles and make it all the way back to our friend's house. So that's like a crazy leg workout. Yeah. That's also, Yeah. Also that aspect is almost like if you fall, you're three miles out to sea by yourself and you have to paddle in and there's Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's sharks and all sorts of stuff out there. So it's yeah. almost like that free solo sensation mm-hmm. to where you really don't want to make a mistake that much more. So you end up like, you're so tired and you can't do it anymore, but you don't want to fall. So somehow you break through that and then you keep breaking through and then you somehow make it. Wow. That sounds extremely intense. Yeah. It's super intense. We're just getting into it right now. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So how do you like, do you ever get sick of it? Cause I know you do it every single day and you're passionate about it, but how do you probably have some days where you don't feel like doing it? So how do you kind of push through or is it something that you just wake up and you're like, I love this. I mean, it's interesting cause the waves aren't always good. So if the waves are really bad, then it's, 
it's okay to take a day off um, and, you know, train or like do work and, and focus on other aspects of your life to, to grow. Um, and then, but all, then all of a sudden the waves are good and you just start freaking out and you're just like, everyone in my, around my life knows that if the waves are good, like everything is canceled. Wedding, whatever. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> but I mean, surfing's an interesting thing because if, if you're trying to be the best you can be and you're trying to like maybe go the contest route and be the best and win these contests, then you're surfing every single day, no matter how bad the waves are. And you just set little goals to like, okay, this session, I'm just going to focus on doing two turns. Like if I can get two turns, I'm winning, you know, and you go out there and you're just struggling, but you're trying your hardest and then you get your two turns and then mission accomplished. So it's like setting little goals. Like even, I've had sessions where it's just so bad that you couldn't even do one turn, you know? And it's like, okay, if I can just do one turn, then that's a win. Mm -hmm. And then finding those little wins, getting those little goals, it makes it super fun, you know? For sure. Yeah. It's a really good strategy. And I want to talk a little bit about the Sunrise Shack. And I love that it's not just healthy food, but it's just such a positive atmosphere. It's like this, people that don't know, it's like this bright little yellow shack with a bunch of positivity in it. So I know you started that with your brothers and a friend. So do you mind talking about the inspiration behind that? We wanted a hub to start something outside of the surf world so that we didn't have to have that consistent pressure of needing to like, perform in the surf world but my brothers and I are we're very positive people and we like to share our positivity and just be like hey like yeah like you can look at life that way but can you also look at it this way and like I mean look at what we're doing like we're alive we're walking around like we're breathing we have a beating heart in our chest and we have you know family and friends and love and there's just a lot of things to be super really excited about and we wanted to create a place that showed that um i mean it's pretty brave to just paint your coffee shop yellow and orange and light blue and have rainbows and just like suns and happy faces everywhere you know and positive affirmations but that's what we wanted to do we wanted to create a really positive vibe i feel like growing up on Kauai and in hawaii there's a lot of like crab effect. People see you doing good and they want to bring you down and no, you're not supposed to like be different or you're not supposed to like do something different or outside of the box. Cause that's, that's wrong or whatever. And we're just like, no, that's not how it is. Like we're going to do our own thing. We want to create a hub of happiness. It all stemmed from bulletproof coffee. Um, Laird Hamilton, we heard a uh, big wave, super ultra could be an alien but just a legend Laird Hamilton is also growing up on Kauai and we heard that like man you always hear these crazy Laird rumors like he's just like on the forefront like 10 years ahead of everyone and we heard Laird makes this super secret coffee and he doesn't he drinks it in the morning he doesn't have to eat and he can surf for six hours straight and we're just like what? What is this? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you kidding me? And it ended up being based off of the monks in the Himalayas would make yak butter tea 
So they put this fresh yak butter in their tea, which is a healthy fat. Mm-hmm. And that would sustain their energy because their body would be using the fats and it would make it so they were like, you know, almost like fasting, but getting enough nutrients and enough fuel for their body and brain to like, like perform at a really high level. And then Dave Asprey, who owns Bulletproof Coffee, brought it to, I guess, the West Coast, California and stuff. And he was like, whoa, what if I just take grass-fed butter or ghee, coconut oil, and mix it in with the coffee? And he did it, and we found a recipe. I think we just we made it like super different. We were doing a tablespoon of uh, coconut oil, tablespoon of grass-fed butter, and just organic mold-free coffee. And it really makes the craziest different difference in your coffee experience. Like I, I drink a bullet coffee every day and I can't drink normal coffee. If I don't have the choice of a bullet coffee, I won't even drink coffee because mm-hmm. the difference is like you get full, you have so much focused energy and then you don't need to worry about breakfast. You don't get hungry until like 12 to two sometimes, mm-hmm. but the sunrise shack, is based off of that and how good it was making us feel. And we started making it for our friends. Like when there's a big swell, I remember I would go over to John, John Florence's house with a backpack full of like butter and coffee and uh, coconut oil and just like go make it for 10 of our friends. And then we just surf all day. So yeah, that's like a, we figured that's kind of like a gateway into a healthy lifestyle because someone who drinks sugary coffee and eats McDonald's, they can have a bullet coffee and experience what it feels like to feel really good. And then maybe that'll be like, whoa, like that felt really good. That was a crazy experience. Like, whoa, like maybe I should start researching that. Well, maybe I should get into like, you know, cutting my sugar down or eating organic food. And then you start realizing you start feeling better and then your brain gets clearer and then your sleep gets better. And then your overall happiness gets better and your productivity level gets better. You start getting these ideas that you don't even know where they're coming from, but you feel so good. You're just like, Oh my God. (laughs) So that's like the process I feel like. And we felt like bullet coffee was a little bit of a gateway to that. Yeah. Yeah. I love the message that you guys have around it. You're really encouraging healthy eating. And it seems like the business is just booming. Like you guys also opened up in Japan so how is that working with your brothers? Because I know that you guys also have your YouTube channel and Instagram and whatnot. So is totally. it difficult working with family or? So is interesting. Or is it interesting? <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. Well, um, Travis, the middle brother, is um, Sunrise Shack boss. Like he does all the hard work. Um, and then, and, and that's always been his thing. We figured out that... Um, so it needs to be someone's thing. Um, and then the rest of us can fill in and help and help with ideas, help with whatever we can, but it, someone needs to, it needs to be their thing. If they're going to be staying up at one in the morning when everyone else is sleeping because something's not getting done. So Travis is sunrise shack. Um, I'm YouTube and Alex is like design and marketing. So mm-hmm. we do fit together really well. It's really interesting working together because like we'll be talking and then it's almost like trauma from when we were 10 years old comes up and it's just like, wait, what are we even like arguing about here? Like we're just, let's just design this shirt or whatever, you know? So it's, it's always a learning experience and we're getting better and 
it's cool because it brings us together and keeps mm-hmm. us close. Yeah. And where do you guys kind of see yourselves in like the next five years? Like where do you want the Sunrise Shack to be and where do you want your YouTube channel to be? Um, I think for Sunrise Shack, we want to build it out here in uh, Hawaii and then expand worldwide. Um, we see it going to the West Coast, East Coast, um, through Europe, um, Africa, just kind of throughout the whole world. Um, I mean, the, the dream is for it to be like a, a Starbucks vibe, you know, mm-hmm. healthy, healthy Starbucks that's radiating positivity and um, good food, a place you can go and you walk away feeling good, you know, from the food. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Last question to wrap things up. Um, I know you said before that you truly believe that if something bad happens to you, it kind of happens for a reason. And no matter how hard that lesson is, it's for you to figure out. So have you dealt with failure either with your career, your business, and how did you deal with it? I think that's definitely kind of a found a kind of controversial thing to say because mm-hmm. some people go through things that, you know, like their parents dying or something where it's mm-hmm. like, how could that be beneficial, not beneficial, but how could that make me into someone, a greater human, you know? Right. But for me, it was, um, I got a crazy concussion. Um, I hit my head on the reef and it was like right after I just felt like I was going to the next level. I felt like my, I was stronger than I've ever been. My surfing was best ever. I just got back from Africa, got the, the the eight barrels on one wave, and I was just on a roll. Like this is my year. I'm finally breaking through. Everything is coming together. And then I went on a strike mission to Indonesia, and I just third wave of the swell it was too deep. Went over the falls. I remember hitting something. I was like, oh, I just hit my board. And then I remember like some euphoric. Just, and then I was just like, oh, where am I? And then, wait, I'm underwater. Wait, I'm blacking out. Oh, don't black out, don't black out. And kind of like fought myself to the surface. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, like I hit my board. And I looked over and I had reef cuts all over my arm, my whole back and my whole head. So I had hit my board or something, knocked out and then hit again on the reef and stuff. Yeah, that was like a year of like just the weirdest time ever. Like, no, I couldn't remember anything. I had no energy. I had like really gnarly depression or like had like suicidal thoughts and stuff. But yeah, it was just like such a weird time. But it it taught me like a whole nother aspect of my life of like slowing down, realizing that. I don't need to be on the biggest, best wave for me to be happy. Like I can be happy doing nothing too. Just a lot of those lessons that I couldn't have learned um, from going as fast as I did. I just like settled down and accepted it. Ended up, yeah, just developing a whole new side of me. I'm just like, I figured out what patience was. And um, I don't know, it was just like the whole thing of like not being able to surf again was like, I don't think I'll ever be able to surf again. I don't think I'll ever be able to surf pipe again. I'll never be able to surf big waves. Everything that I've based my whole life around, like I'm never going to be able to do it again. And like those thoughts were pretty prominent because I could barely even like walk from here to my room without like feeling so dizzy that I was going to fall over kind of thing. But just being patient and taking one day at a time, letting myself heal and relax 
all of a sudden, like a year and a half later, I was back in Skeleton Bay and got a wave that was even better than all the waves I've ever got. You know, it was like, I don't know. It was just crazy what you can, what your body can bounce back from. For sure, yeah. And just not letting your mind like affect that. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a mental game. Like being, like hearing that news, like something you're so passionate about and realizing I can't do this anymore. What am I supposed to be doing now? So yeah. It's definitely yeah. important to take that time to, to rest and to recuperate. But yeah, that's that's really inspiring. Weird one for sure. But now I'm like stronger than I've ever been. I'm on a whole nother level than I've ever been. And I feel like I gained tools from that that I couldn't any other way than just experiencing that, you know? Yeah, right. Well, thank you so much, Koa. It was so great to hear the ins and outs of being a pro surfer. I actually learned a lot and I feel like most people don't realize that being a successful professional surfer isn't just about the surfing anymore. It's a lot more. So thank you again for sharing your positivity and I highly recommend watching the Smith Brothers YouTube channel to see what they're up to day to day. And if you're in Hawaii, um, check out the Sunrise Shack. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm uh, down to jump on whenever you want me back. And thank you so much for listening, everyone.